Testing one, two, three. Here I go. Give me that microphone. Welcome to the Badass Recovery Podcast. I'm Pamela. And I'm Melissa. And we're here to give you straight talk. Clarity, people. On the big words full of stigma. Addiction, sobriety, recovery, shame, and even the G word. (laughs) Don't worry, we'll ease you into it. We're two badass recovered alcoholics who've truly transformed our lives through the process of recovery. So be prepared for an unfiltered, deep, and powerful journey. We're about to drop some truth bombs here, but you are here to find your freedom from that thing that is keeping you small. Yes, let's do this. Welcome to Your Badass Recovery. Hola, hola, my beautiful badass warrior. I'm so grateful that you're here. No matter where you are in the journey, if you're already sober, fantastic. If you are thriving and loving your recovery, oh, fuck, yeah. And if you aren't, if you're just at the beginning, still stuck and still struggling, man, this is for you. This is for you. It's for all of you. And I am so grateful that you're here. Because today we have an incredible episode. Last time, we talked about how addiction showed up in Alyssa's life and in my life. How did it feel? It was pretty deep and wide. It was stating our problem. Today, we actually talk about our solution as we unpack what the fuck is recovery. And you know, there's so much talk about what it means to be in recovery. You know, how to do it. What are the programs? How does it work? Do you do it like this? Do you do it like there is so much terminology? It's very confusing. Today, our job is to break that down to get us clear. I'm going to tell you about my relapse and how hard it was to get back from that into recovery again. We're going to talk about sobriety and how it felt so difficult. It was truly like a punishment at the beginning and how we actually shifted into a place that was so much better, so much more transformational. We're going to talk about the tools, the programs, and the people that helped us get truly free. We're going to talk about the 12 steps, how that actually worked for us, why some parts of that were incredible and enough, and how we had to add more things. Alyssa's going to break down the difference between coaching and sponsorship. That's a conversation that's amazing, and it was So weird for me at the beginning, and now it's so fabulous. I'm excited. Please share this, rate, review, and subscribe. We need your help in shifting the conversation around addiction and recovery. The more you share and rate, the more we can reach people who are struggling. Please help us do that. All right, here we go. Buckle up as we unpack what the fuck is recovery. Welcome everyone to my badass recovery podcast. I am Alyssa and I'm Pamela and we are so excited to be walking with you today. We have a very big topic to break down for you. Pamela, what are we talking about? We are talking about what the fuck is recovery. So disclaimer for you all. There are many pathways to recovery. And we are going to be sharing from our experience today. 
but just understand that there are options. And we'll be getting into that later. Yep, for sure. So why don't you start by telling us the definition? The one definition that really kind of sank to us is that recovery is a return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. Mm. So, wow, why don't you unpack that for us, babe? I love this definition because it addresses that when we're recovered, we are returned to a healthy mind and body, which if you've listened to episode one, Mm -hmm. where we break down addiction, the disease of alcoholism affects both our mind and our body. Right. So this hope of recovery means that we are returned to a normal state. And the second definition that we pulled that we also loved is that when someone has recovered, they've been cured. So if someone has cancer in their body and they're recovered from cancer, they no longer have the illness in their body. Mm. Now, that does not mean that it can't come back. Right. And so as an alcoholic, I live with the disease of alcoholism. And because I have a program of action that I'll talk to in just a moment, I've returned to a normal state in my mind and in my body. I love that you make the parallel with cancer, babe, because, you know, we do consider cancer a disease and everyone recognizes it Mm -hmm. as that. And for some reason, you know, addiction is still difficult to contemplate as that. And Mm. while it is recognized and we experience it exactly as that with that same powerlessness that the person Mm. that gets cancer, right? For some reason, um, you know, that's just kind of missed. But like you said, when we do access recovery as our solution, we do actually return. We do get cured. And so long as we continue to apply recovery, we can stay there. So what does the definition mean to you, Pamela? Can you break it down for us? Well, I I do love this definition. I love the idea of going and returning back to normal. I do have to say for me, that was a little funky to contemplate because I don't feel, for starters, that I was ever normal, but that's a different conversation. I don't feel like I recovered the person who I was before I was lost to addiction because I started drinking at such an early age. And addiction took over at such an early age for me that when I found myself confronted with the possibility of, you know, going back, I found that I actually didn't know what that back was. I didn't know the person. And so that was the beauty for me. I actually had to discover that. So for me, recovery is a journey of discovering who the hell I am now that I am free of that horrible cycle of addiction. I love that because that was true for me too, that you discovered what normal was. Yes. Like what the fuck is normal anyway? Who am I? What now? So I love recovery is about discovery for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. fucking powerful. Take us back to, we left off in episode one with Mm -hmm. your story and mine. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear how recovery entered your life from that moment where you discovered that you had an addiction. Yeah. So let me take you back to the scene of the crime. 2015, I'm fired from my job as a life coach. I'm told I am an alcoholic. I don't agree, but I was given an ultimatum Mm. 
to save my job, maybe in the future, I entered a 12-step program Mm -hmm. for that purpose. And so when I started the 12-step program, there was a simple steps that were laid out for me. So I started going to meetings. I got someone called a sponsor, which was someone to guide me through the 12 steps laid out in the big book, Mm. which is the solution for alcoholism. And I started to do what they told me. I turned my decision-making about alcohol over to a power that wasn't me, Mm. wasn't in my mind. And then I did what I was told. I made a list of my defects. I shared that list with my sponsor. And then I went through a process of making an amends, which is really like cleaning up my side of the street, going back and making right the wrong I had created when Mm. I was drinking and apologizing to the people that I had impacted or hurt. And then I helped other alcoholics by showing them these steps. So I did all of that. And for a year and a half, I didn't drink. Mm. My life got better. Right. There was one problem. Oh, tell us. Because it sounds like you were doing all the right things. I was doing all the right things. I skipped a step. I skipped step one. Oh, I which wait, wait, which, wait. You skipped step one. I skipped step one. <laughs> I didn't really think I was powerless over alcohol. Mm, you still had an agenda. I still had an agenda. And my agenda was to get my job. So I thought I'll do everything you people tell me to do. Right. So that I can get my job. Mm. So that. So that. You can hear the manipulation yeah. in so, so that. that. I have an agenda. I'm going to get you I have an agenda. So what happened was I relapsed. And when I relapsed, I drank alcohol and I made a decision. I was unhappy because, and here's why I was unhappy. I want to make this point. Even though I wasn't drinking, my defects, my life didn't change my life was still really small. Mm. I was still managing everything. Okay, so hang on, hang Mm -hmm. on though. Because what you're describing is a really important thing. Okay. You're describing sobriety versus recovery. Yes. So when you're saying you weren't drinking, you were sober, you were abstinent. Yes. But what were you not, like what was was the part missing there? Why Why was that not recovery? Because I was still lying. In my innermost heart, I didn't believe that I was powerless. I didn't believe I really needed to be there. I didn't believe that my life, that my thinking was the problem. Mm. I didn't accept the premise that they were teaching me. Therefore, my life couldn't expand from that place. Yeah. And what happened was I still wasn't happy. Yeah. And so I went back to my relief in my mind, which was alcohol, I didn't actually drink. And here was the moment where I really understood higher power in a different way, like what that even fucking meant. Because I made a decision. I'm not happy. I had that drink of alcohol and I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go dance around the world. And that's what I told my employer. And she said, how quick before you get a drink, Alyssa? Because she knew me at that point. And 
I didn't drink, but I just stopped. And I watched my mind go to every single bar I was going to go bar hopping to in Boston. So you hadn't actually physically taken the drink. No. But in your mind, you had already given yourself permission. Exactly. You knew you were going there. Exactly. Okay, just to get clear, because I mean, like it was almost like you were there. Your addiction was already roaring. It was roaring. This is a pivotal moment in my story where out of my mouth comes... I'm going to go follow my dream and dance around the world. And in my mind is, I want to go have a drink. Mm. And that was the moment that I had to confront my mind was going to keep obsessing about alcohol unless I really changed, unless I really accepted I needed this. And that was what opened up my journey to a path of recovery. Mm. I love that. I love that. And so what happened next is that I realized that I was trying to do this whole recovery thing in a box. I was trying to basically hide that I had this little side life. It was almost like my side hustle that no one really knew. I didn't have friends Mm -hmm. that were sober. I wasn't hanging out with people. I didn't have a community. I just was doing it inside of a very small area of my life. And therefore, I knew I needed to expand. I needed to open up my pathway of recovery. Mm. And so I ended up getting a sponsor, a different sponsor. I started to look for communities that were doing this whole sober thing in a way that was more authentic to me, Mm. who I thought were cool, who I thought were badass, who I thought I wanted to be like. Who I was attracted to. I wanted what they had. Mm -hmm. And I also then went through the 12 steps in a way that was honest, where I wasn't just checking the boxes. I was actually connecting with this power. I was doing what they were telling me to do for real. And that changed everything. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I love your story. There was so much power. You went from just really doing shit to look good, to get your job, to, you know, they'll alter your motive. Totally. And that is so, such an insidious part of how our disease plays out is that I will hide a bad motive under a good one. Yeah, for sure. I will tell you I'm following my dream and I'll be in my mind figuring out how I'm going to get booze. Because again, your mind will do anything to get you to that for a drink. And that was your excuse. That was your you know, this is how I present it. And now that I know I'm an alcoholic, I have acceptance about that part of my mind that's like a terrorist that's always trying to get what it wants. Right. And almost like when we know we have cancer, right? When we know it's located to a certain region, we can now have that cancer be removed. We can have treatment for that Well, cancer. but the fuck part about addiction is it, it's in your mind. And so that's, that's where all your I, good ideas source the, from, right? But, but no, this is, this is the cool part. When I don't know I have alcoholism, I can't locate that voice and separate it from the truth, from love, from my higher self. So by understanding I have this disease in my mind and by talking about it and by doing the steps in a program of action, by writing and looking at the defects and sharing them and getting reflection and actually going back to the source of people I've harmed and 
hearing their reaction to the impact. By doing all of those things, that's what has me locate the disease. And that's what has me actually let it be removed by a spiritual source, by a higher source. Boom. That's fantastic. So tell me what recovery looks like for you. I love that you asked me that. You know, sometimes recovery and these processes that are so, God, that just transform us so much, it's almost hard to put them in words, you mm-hmm. know? And so for me, that's always the challenge. How do you explain something so vast and so big? But let me give it a shot. I think that the first five years of my, what I thought was my recovery, right? It really was more sobriety. Like I was Mm -hmm. more focused on the not drinking. Mm -hmm. That was for me the thing, right? So long as I don't drink, I'll be okay. I needed to be there for five years, right? I also needed to have that relapse. But when that relapse really became so devastating in my life and it felt like I, I really just felt broken. Mm. You know, I felt broken in body and mind and spirit. Coming back just needed, desperately needed a different premise, Mm. a different promise, if you wish. So sobriety without the promise of true freedom is just not good enough. Mm. And so the second time around, when I entered this process of getting sober, my goal was to truly get free. And that made all the difference for me. I did go back to the program that has saved my ass the first time. I had to, in order to get there, I had to address my shame, by the way. And we're going to get deep into that in in one of the episodes because that was the kicker for me. Shame kept me stuck so much. But in seeking the mentorship that you're speaking about, you had a sponsor. I had a magnificent woman in the program who very quickly said to me, look, the first thing we need to address is this, this sense of shame. Mm. You're not drinking because you're a shit person. You're drinking because you are an addict and Mm. this is what we do. Mm. And now tits up, you know, so that's a thing. You know, she said head up, but I like tits up better. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) we we go, we get into action. So I did go back to the program. But just to say for me, that program is the most powerful framework. But what really made it come alive for me was that I did program and and that that and made truly all the difference for me. The and was looking at all the other ways and hows and whys. I was a slave to other things. I thought drinking was my problem. I then learned that there were other things that I drank over that also needed to be addressed. And that's when I started to get curious. I had the post-traumatic stress disorder right, from being kidnapped. I had a really, really crappy way of doing relationships, which, again, we're going to talk about codependency. I struggled with codependency. And so in stepping into that place of what now, it's bringing all of these things into your life through, for me, it was like, okay, getting therapy for this. I hired a coach. I started to seek communities. And like you, like you're a powerful coach, right? I hired a coach who was able to get me out of my own way in order to continue growing. Mm. For me, recovery is that formula of program, toolkit, you know, for my mind, my body, my soul, and community. 
and an everyday process of both learning new stuff about the world, about God, about me, but also about unlearning all the crap that, by the way, continues to happen in my life and continues to have the agenda of keeping me stuck. So I would love to break down this program of recovery with you a bit more because we talked at the beginning about how there are many different pathways to recover. Yep. Right. Can you get into that a bit deeper into what exactly that looks like? You just mentioned the word program. Like I said, I used a combination, but the actual program that for me worked so beautifully was also the 12 steps. And I see it from the perspective of, as humans, we're like computers, right? We have this this way of operating. That's our programming. We have an instruction. We have if this, then that. And what happened to me in addiction, babe, is that my programming became, if you're sad, you drink. If you're worried, you drink. If you are happy, (laughs) you drink. And so I had that, that chip installed in my head. So what my program of recovery did for me is it kind of came and reinstalled a new set of instructions that actually connected me to, you know, a source of power that was able to give me that availability for freedom, give me that new framework to do life. And so that program really becomes the core of, you know, a new way of navigating life. The thing about my relapse is I, I was so broken. Mm. This program felt like I had a chance to get on my knees and pick up all the little pieces of my life and build it back up slowly through the program, my coach, what I was putting in my mind, rebuilding a spiritual foundation, a community, people like you. And it just, it grows from there. Yeah. So program, when you're talking about program, you're talking about 12 steps or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think yes. one thing that is really, I want to debunk with you is the difference between 12 steps and coaching. Oh, yes. Let's That's just huge. talk that out right now. I have a bunch that I want to talk to you about. about well, let's start steps. there because it's yeah, so confusing. People are like, why totally. should I hire a coach if I can just go to a 12-step program and which get is a free a great, sponsor? Which is a great It's question. a great question. Okay, babe. So let's break that down. Coaching, sponsorship, all different modalities, the 12 steps. What? What's the difference? What? Okay. So let me break it down for you. Yeah. 12 steps is the program I know that works for alcoholism. It's not the only one. It's the program I know that works. Yes, ma'am. And 12 steps really works because it deals with the mind, the body, and the spirit. Okay. The fellowship, which is the actual meetings, is for the body. 12 steps, which is actually the steps I laid out earlier going through the inventory and the amends, that's for the mind. And 12 steps for the spirit is about service. And so sponsorship is part of this whole circle of recovery that the 12 steps gives you that really treats the disease of alcoholism. If you're an alcoholic, 
Separate from that, there is the modality of coaching. Coaching is for everybody. People who, like there are many different forms of coaching. Corporate executives get a coach all the way from a 16-year-old get a coach. I've worked with the Mm 16-year-olds. So when you get sober, because you're now working a program of recovery, whatever that is for you, right? that's where coaching can really, one, support that in the accountability and also start to get you to dream bigger. And even if you're not an addict or you don't know, you're just sober curious or you flirt with wanting to stop but not in whatever area that is, Coaching works in getting you to dream, getting you to look at your obstacles, and getting you into an action of accountability. So the way that I understood it, babe, that's exactly like yours, is a sponsor will walk me through the steps. That is their only job, right? And the steps connect me to that power that can do what I couldn't for me. So that is like 100% clear for me. What I didn't get, though, was the coaching. What you just explained, which is so clear to me now, it wasn't then. Back into, you know, the early days of coming back from this relapse, here's this woman going, let's get rid of your shame. Let's start the program. Great. Check. Right. But then the question is, what do I do with all the other stuff? Exactly. I actually left. I got connected to this group called She Recovers and they had an event coming up. This was their very first event. It was in New York in 2017. Mm. And I saw their ad for the conference. And within 30 minutes, I had booked my hotel and my my flight. And the reason why this is important is because I was ready to do anything. And this leaping into the unknown, into the discomfort was a reflection of where I was, you know, ready to just fucking do, right? So I leap, I go to the event. And the beautiful thing is that there I meet the woman who would become my coach, Elizabeth. And so again, I don't understand coaching. I'm like, why the fuck would I pay this girl, right? This woman to guide me through what? Totally. So I have a conversation with her and she starts to address the stuff that has actually kept me from being honest, from addressing other sources of pain, for which, by the way, I drank. And the things that I didn't have a name for, she starts to hint at. But the most important thing that she said was because I asked her, I said, will you help me? And she looked at me square on the eye and she said, let's get you home. Mm. And so when you ask me what recovery is, baby, that is to me the definition. It's coming home Mm. to myself. That idea of feeling so broken and I don't know what my world is and I don't know who I am. And to have recovery open the door to that journey that gets me back to my heart and my truth, that's what started to happen for me. I love that. It reminds me of the sign I saw recently that said addiction is one thing. Recovery is everything. Recovery is everything. Mm. It's getting my life back. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny you bring up She Recovers because that's where we met. Yes. At the next event a couple of years later. And She Recovers when I had that experience where I realized that I had been doing sober but not recovered. And I needed to expand what that meant to me. Yeah. That's when I started looking for communities of people like me. 
Absolutely. And that's when I found She Recovers, which is an amazing organization helping women to recover from anything. Yeah, anything. And that's where Pamela and I met and, well, reconnected, I should say. Yeah. But I think that, you know, it's just so powerful what you said about the difference between being sober and giving up the drink and being recovered and having access to a life that is free. And that's the whole difference, babe, when all you're looking for is not doing something. I don't want to drink. I don't want to use. I don't want to. That box is really fucking small. Yeah. And the definition of that coming true into your life, then all it looks like is sobriety. Yeah. And you may call it any other thing, but at the end of the day, that's it. And the freedom and the ownership and the pride and the gratitude and all of these things that we will unpack as we go through the episodes, those kind of not, they're just not operational. All you're doing is, you know, small box. But when you step into the other side and you do the work, by the way, let me just say, none of this shit is easy. I mean, it's simple because, again, the beauty of, for me, the 12 steps is look A, B, C. Okay, well, I can do that, right? So long as I'm willing, I can do that because they're telling me exactly what to do. It's not easy because it requires that hopelessness. It requires that willingness. And then it requires the work. Communities like She Recovers, I actually became a She Recovers coach. It's, you know, such a, such a cool thing to be because it, it really just opens your eyes to how important it is for us to have the willingness to bring this into our life. This is available for anyone and everyone. Addiction does not discriminate, right? Yes. And so long as you're willing to use that moment where you're having the confrontation of addiction to open the door to the process of recovery, it's that journey that is so ripe with possibility, with how it can truly transform a human being's life. Living a life of freedom, true freedom. There is no high like this. None. Okay, so here's the deal. I want to address a taboo topic with you. Oh. (laughs) Go. I want to get into it with you, okay? Because here's my experience, and I want to be very clear about this. This is my experience. Yeah. My experience as an alcoholic is that the only solution for me was a spiritual solution, which I found by doing the 12 steps. And for people like me, my experience has been that those people, if you're a real alcoholic, if you cannot stop and whatever that real fill in the blank is for you, then a spiritual solution in a 12-step recovery program is what works. And there's a lot of stigma about that. There's a lot of prejudice in my experience about what that means. So I want to talk to you about some of those prejudices and the truth based on what we have experienced in both going through the 12-step process. Well, for starters, thank you. Because I think that that is one of the biggest taboos, as you said. And the sad part is, is this is one of the biggest things that stop people from actually accessing that. The word spiritual, the word God, the word all, it it scares the fuck out of us. Well, we're going to unpack that in the God episode and the G word. But 
for me, there's two points here. The first one is there is a difference between a 12-step framework, a 12-step program, which you and I love, right? It's a process of freedom from I'm a hopeless drunk that cannot fucking get out of bed or whatever it is, whatever the degree. For me, it was that. To I'm a badass woman who fucking loves her life and I am free every day from morning to dusk, right? That journey to me was available doing the work of the 12 steps. Mm -hmm. There's a different thing called the fellowship. Mm -hmm. And that's the group of people. Earlier, you said something about the the fellowship as freedom for the body. For me, the way that the fellowship was is that was a community of people like me who got me. Mm. Here's the problem, though. The fellowship can look in different ways in different places, right? If you land in a meeting where they're focused on the solution, you're gold. You're good. These are people that are looking forward, right? They're not focused on the lack and the problem. Yes. They're focused on the creation and possibility. Yes. Those are my people. But if you end up in a fellowship that is there to discuss the problem, to continue to express how the problem shows up in their life and to not look at the solution, but continue to rumble on the same bullshit of where we were stuck and try to outdo each other with stories. Well, of course, then you leave there and you're like, fuck me, I want to go drink. Exactly. So a lot of people have experienced a 12 step scenario from the perspective of what fellowship they landed in. Yeah. And while I get that and I too have been there, it's sad because I'm like, dude, just look for another fellowship. Mm-hmm. The 12 step is a program. The groups of AA, those are the fellowships, separate, right? So that was one thing that came to mind. The other thing is, look, for me, it's simple. Every time that I seek a program where I try to figure it out, any other solution that is either just science-based or just knowledge-based or just mind-based, for me, I still, I'm still in charge, mm. right? I still have to manage those decisions. I still have to be in charge of controlling, mm. you know, my solution. The minute that I step into the spiritual realm, I don't have to worry about managing. Mm. I don't have to worry about controlling. I actually let go. Mm. So that question of how free do you want to be? Mm. That's really what drives what solution are you willing to implement in your life? I love that. How free do you want to be? How free do you want to be, baby? And it sounds like if you want to be totally free, then you need to do the spiritual work to get there. Spirituality is not the same thing as religion. No. And that point was not clear to me Mm because I grew up with a very Catholic background. Right. And we're going to unpack all of that. We are totally going to episode later on. We are going to because that's a big one. That is a big one. We are going to unpack that. But the point that I'm making is that spirituality, when I say a program a spiritual solution. What it means is that the solution is greater than your mind. Mm. And it can be anything. It's just not you. It's just not your thinking. Yeah. So that and that, like, what the fuck is that for me? That's what you experience by doing what they tell you, by doing the 12 steps. Yeah, for sure. That's what you experience by doing the 12 steps. For sure. The next thing that I want to underline is that for me, the 12 steps were very overwhelming and I didn't know how simple it could be until I started. Right. That's the other thing is like, I know for myself, I have many prejudices 
going into anything. And so have to remember that if my way isn't working, then there must be something else. Well, you were willing to go there and that's, and that's I was, the nugget. And, and I was willing, but here's the thing. For me, I wasn't doing it in my own expression, my own ownership mm. until my relapse. Mm-hmm. And that shift from sobriety to recovery was about ownership for me, which we really do unpack in a later episode. Right. But I'm saying it here because I had to own my process. I had to own that the sponsor I picked was the one I felt comfortable with. Mm. I had to own the community where people I felt connected to. I had to own that me going through the process had to be me giving my whole heart to the process. And that meant the 12 steps and going all in. So that process of falling in love with the choice Mm. I made of how I recovered was a game changer for me. Yeah. And, you know, just as a little parenthesis, both you and I experienced relapse in a way that was so powerfully a part of our journey. I have to say, when I talk about my relapse, people go like, well, not everyone relapses and it shouldn't be considered part of, you know, recovery. I'm like, dude, dude, it is not necessary for a solid and good journey of recovery. No. But if it happens, and it happened in my case and in yours as well, it is part of the journey of recovery. You don't start from scratch. You learn and grow. It's a process. For sure. That is one key takeaway. Recovery is a process. Non-lineal. And each person has their own. Wow. That was... Ah, that was fun. That was fun. So much. So beautiful. And, you know, I mentioned my relapse and I mentioned that I was stuck there because of shame. So in the very next episode, we're going to unpack that. Oh, my God, that fucker shame. Mm. That if, if I'm ever going to use an F-bomb, it's going to be with that one. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, what a beautiful teacher it is. Hmm. And we're going to use the F-bomb anyway. anyway. I mean, who are we fooling? All the time. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> but we get to debunk the big scary animal that shame is really yeah. through our own experience. So we are so hoping that you will join us for that ride in our next episode. And we want to thank you for hanging on with us on this one because this was a this was a really intense one, I think. It totally was. And if you're looking for resources, please go to mybadassrecovery.com slash podcast because we have everything laid out there for you. And also, please follow us on social at My Badass Recovery and Alyssa underscore coach. There you go. That's our Instagrams. All right, my people, our people, our community of warriors in wherever places of the world you may be, wherever you are on your journey, whoever you are, we are so grateful that you joined us. Give me that microphone!